0: Welcome to Good Girl the Goddess. I'm so glad you're here. This is Joy Balma, your feminine power mentor, author of the book Crack Your Good Girl Code. And on this podcast, we talk all about the good girl and, you know, how she can sabotage us. And you know, one place where we see those good girl patterns is in our relationships. And I'm so excited today because we are talking to a relationship expert. I can't wait to introduce her. I love having guests on this show because They share their good girl, the goddess story, you know, how they have slayed dragons in the way to get to their most empowered self. We, as good girls, we learn to hide our worth and power and seek it outside of ourselves. And we have so many sneaky, hidden good girl patterns, and we need the help of each other to see these patterns. And today, I am talking to Carrie Vanover. Uh, Terry is an author and speaker who specializes in relationship and divorce empowerment. After going through her own horrendous divorce, making every mistake possible, she became dedicated to helping others navigate the process without being legally, financially, and emotionally devastated. And she also coaches her clients to heal from toxic relationships so they can constantly move forward into the next chapter of life. Welcome, Terry.
1: Hey, Joy. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I think
0: we're going to have a great talk today all about how the good girl can get into our relationships and cause all kinds of trouble and we don't even know it's happening, right? We don't even know these patterns are sneaky, silent, hidden patterns.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah. And I love that you <laughs> Are bringing away – no, I, I love that you use the word patterns because I think that most people aren't even aware that there's a pattern. And usually these patterns, like, manifest the greatest in our intimate relationships, but, like, they show up in work and professional lives and in and, and our family dynamics. So I love that once you start to see your patterns, you can start to shift them. So I love that you address that.
0: Don't you think it's like – we often want to just like blame the other person. It's like, oh, they did that to me, or, and we don't have, I mean, and all, I mean, I'm not saying it's everyone else's fault or it's all our fault. I mean, that's also imbalanced when either we're blaming everything on the other person.
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and I love that you address that too in this, this podcast series. It's about no longer being a victim when you, when you realize, hey, I, I tend to have these patterns or I look, at things through this filter, you can change it and you're no longer a victim. You can start to feel more empowered when you start to recognize how you're showing up in relationships. So yeah, it's not about blaming, but it is about like seeking some responsibility, like where am I not showing up in my relationships or where am I not speaking up for myself at work? And then you actually can start to be more empowered and less of a victim to other people.
0: So some common areas that we might be not really showing up fully is, let's say we don't really fully speak our truth, but we expect other people to understand and know what we want and need, right? That classic pattern.
1: Oh, Lord, (laughs) right? The boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, And then not keeping a boundary.
1: Yeah. So first step in creating healthy boundaries and setting up healthy relationships is defining what our needs are defining what is a boundary, what do we need? What is that what does that look like to us? So it's becoming really really clear and what it is that you need and what it is that you want. And that's the first step. Yeah, women don't even know what they want and know what they need.
0: Right, because we're rewarded for giving.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and accommodating mm-hmm.
0: and pleasing. We're not a reward. Let's be honest, Terry. We are not rewarded for creating a boundary. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's right. be honest. I, we
0: never learn this.
1: I yeah. I think you, I think you're right in terms of yeah. We are like expected. We are socialized to give and. Oh, isn't that so nice? She did this and she did that. And you're right. I think there is an, and maybe, and maybe it's a a little bit of a less explicit message, but those, those girls who speak out, right? They're, they're labeled as bossy. Those girls that demand certain things, they're labeled as hard to work with, right? So, you know, you do get labeled. You know, I, I think it's really important that as we mature and we grow up and we start to, you know, reclaim our power back. One of the things that I teach in working with my clients is learning how to go within and search yourself and using a lot of mindfulness to really tap into what do I want? What do, what is my truth? Right? Because I think you're right. So many women have been socialized to a second guess themselves or to put others first. They they don't even know what what it is that they want or what they need.
0: These are hidden patterns that we're not aware of because we're so rewarded for denying and burying ourselves and putting everyone else first. And it's just this this feminine conditioning that we – it's like a pattern that's playing out that we don't even know is there. And so this is about waking up, you know, from the good girl trance, starting to create those boundaries and to speak up and to – Show up more fully in our relationships, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're just there to get validation from the other person by pleasing them, it's just it's just a whole lot of not fun.
1: You're exactly right. And, and when you consistently put people ahead of you or deny your own needs, what, what usually happens is you become angry with the other person. It may be even resentful, but you're even creating resentment against yourself or shame in yourself that you're not speaking up for yourself. And it produces a shame cycle where like, oh, I'm, you know, not doing this and not doing that. So it just kind of feeds itself. And so again, like you're saying, we, we, then we continue to seek out validation to, you know, undo that shame cycle we're feeling. And it just perpetuates that. But once you understand that speaking up and valuing yourself above all others, that's where the true power is. And you'll gravitate towards healthier relationships. And people, I find that people actually respond very positively for the most part. Now, unhealthy people tend to like, oh, I can't use you anymore. I can't take advantage of you. Those weren't your true friends to begin with.
0: Right. So when you start to show up fully, uh, it changes all the dynamics in your relationships. So, you know, I want to ask you, Terry, is there um like this is a passion for you is helping women to well, I think you work with men as well in your coaching, but to what was the story of growing up that you learned about your value as a woman? Do you have uh your good girl to goddess story that you could share with us so we can get an idea I've, of your journey?
1: Yeah, I do. Um Happy to share it. So I, I grew up just a, a poor country girl from Virginia, and okay. um, my my mom was a single mom, divorced mom, raising two little girls, and she didn't have a lot of education herself. It was you know a, a pretty troubled childhood. We we didn't have much money. My my biological father was an alcoholic and pretty much abandoned us pretty shortly after the divorce. I saw him sporadically throughout the years. I can count maybe on one hand the number of times I've seen him in my lifetime. And so I grew up with a lot of shame. I, I felt shame from being poor, not good enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel I didn't feel pretty. I was kind of a plain little girl, you know. Um mm-hmm and you know having a father that abandoned us and you know not feeling just good about myself and i grew up and of course that manifests as an adult but particularly in my marriage right so in my marriage though how it manifested was i was controlling i was needy i was insecure always asking for like compliments and but you know never i could not get enough love from my husband you know and within mm-hmm. a few short years, that marriage ended and it was like, like you mentioned in the beginning, it was a horrendous divorce. Every mistake that you could make, <laughs> I made, you know, I ended up being homeless. Uh, all my financial stability was because of the mistakes I was making throughout the divorce just left me, you know, broke. I was, I lost my mom during that time. So within a few mm-hmm. short months, I, I, I was, you know, homeless and broke and, you know, I lost my mom and then I was hit by a van. I was like, what, what more could go wrong during this like four month span, you know? And so, you know, so then I had to, yeah, it was just like the darkest time of my life. But here's where the relationship kind of stuff comes in during that time when I was sitting in this strange woman's basement who had allowed me to come and and live with her during this time, I, I knew something needed to change. You know, I was so lonely during the marriage and you know what? I was lonely then. And I just, it was about me. I couldn't blame him, you know? And I just consciously surrendered to that loneliness because I'll tell you, Joy, I'll be totally honest. I wanted to go out and like, Meet men and get all that attention. You know, I'm attractive. You know, I was, you know, wanted all that attention. And I said, no, like I've, I've got to shift this. Something needs to change. And it was in that crying alone in the basement. I, I kind of had my come to Jesus moment where I was like, you know what? It's, I, I got to stop going to men for my validation. I don't feel lovable. I, I, something is not. Okay, You know what I mean? That's where my journey started was to recognize this is about me and I need to fix it. And that's where we as women can find our power. And I went on this journey of self-discovery and healing from abandonment issues. And I'm really fortunate that I've healed from that. And I get to teach other women how to heal their, like, abandonment issues and their relationship issues and people-pleasing issues and have gone on and even though my, my ex-husband and I really were on terrible terms, <laughs> we've gone on to co-parent now 50-50. He's my biggest supporter. He loves that I'm doing the divorce coaching and helping other people have better divorce than we did. And his wife is one of my best friends. And you know, I'm remarried to a fantastic, get this New York Italian.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> so, my gosh.
1: So you know, you can go on and and have a a fantastic life and make things better and healed from this. And I I really do believe because I did the inner work, I think that did open the door for my ex-husband to be more accepting and forgiving of me through this difficult time. And now we've been able to repair that relationship and get past it and put our kids' needs first. I actually was thinking, what was it today? I was Man, 40 years of just, you know, misery and not feeling at peace and not feeling comfortable with myself and just to put that behind me and have a look forward to every day and feel content and at peace and in love with your life. It is amazing.
0: What a story. That's amazing. And I can imagine that men were an addiction. It's like you figured out, okay, if you know, since I didn't get the attention from my biological father who was not there you know as you grew up you realize oh I can get love from my relationships and but it was never enough because it has to come from Mm -mm. inside yeah you know and when someone doesn't love themselves oh my gosh it's exhausting it's so for the other person for the other person it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. you have to heal that you have to heal that first and the other person can't do it for you
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, what I say is you can't heal internal problems with external solutions. You have Mm -hmm. to go within to heal it, and you have to give yourself the love that you're seeking from others, not even about self-love, Julie. It's about, and you you know this, it's about self-acceptance. It's accepting all parts of us. It's accepting that shame and accepting the guilt and surrendering to the loneliness and saying okay what do i need to to feel better you know and and to heal this and to get past it and grow from it
0: what did you do exactly were you reading books or taking workshops or hiring coaches or how, what was your journey
1: yeah all of the above <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: okay yeah, you went exactly. all all in <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I think it was just that, that definitely that moment of clarity, you know, you know, I think everyone has that epiphany moment where they go, I got to stop running from this, you know, I I I just know that this, something needs to change. I can't, like you said, it's exhausting, you know, and you can't keep running from it. So for me, it was definitely consciously surrendering to what was coming up, because, because like you said, as women... We're not even aware of our own patterns half the time. I wasn't even aware that I was using men to, to feed this addiction, this need. And then when I kind of like, Hey, this is, this is, this is you girl. <laughs> you you got to do something about it. Yeah. Reading books, definitely hiring a coach, you know, definitely doing the research. I, you know, what I love about what I do is I'm a very action oriented person. And so. I'm very much a doer, and so, you know, having having specific healing ceremonies and using different modalities, I'm not opposed to any different, you know, modalities and techniques and giving my clients real actionable steps, real actionable strategies that they can implement into their lives that, that really makes a difference. And probably, as you know, Joy, one of the first things that women can do to start healing you know, this good girl syndrome is self-care, putting yourself first. And it starts in the beginning with baby steps, you know, but you know, like, we have to care for ourselves.
0: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's so easy to blame other people for not getting our needs met, right? And that mm-hmm. is, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like, you're, like the, your partner is supposed to be meeting your needs. Well, first yeah. of all, if you don't speak up about them,
1: that doesn't oh, yeah. make any
0: sense. And sometimes you just got to go and get your own needs met. You got to say, hey, I'm taking this entire day off. I'm not taking care of anybody but myself. I need a day to myself because we are givers and caretakers. We need that time to focus and refocus on ourselves. And that sounds like you just had that come to Jesus moment and you got it. I mean, you're so lucky you got it. I mean, you could have stayed in that pattern your entire life. Just think if you hadn't done the work, you know.
1: Yes. Just gives you a sense of freedom. That you're not tied to external validation from other people and that, that you're not worrying about someone's approval about the way you look or the way you feel or what you do. I mean, I, I had to, <laughs> it's funny how it's interesting that the job and the career I chose is, it's very triggering for some people. And I didn't really know that going in divorce is very taboo. For some people. Right,
0: right. Well, it's, it's outside the good girl box because, the, you know, the good girl's got the white picket fence and the perfect family and everything works out. And, you know, everyone plays the role they're supposed to play. And divorce mm-hmm. certainly isn't the role that people are, you know, it's like you're somehow broken. You're somehow not good enough. It, it, all your issues are going to like spill out like Pandora's box all over the place. Because you can't fulfill this. And I always talk about perfect pictures. You know, the good yep. girl loves perfect pictures. Life isn't about perfect. I mean, one way to uh, get a lesson coming your way is to have a perfect picture. You know, like things are mm-hmm. supposed, to, supposed to be this way. Life is going to mm-hmm. be continual growing and learning opportunity. And sometimes that means things have to fall apart. But the good girl doesn't see it that way. She sees it as a failure. And so another thing yeah. that the good girl will do is stay in a relationship Forever. Because she doesn't want to face failing or getting out of that white picket fence life.
1: Yes, yeah, Having having
0: more more shame.
1: Yeah, and women in our society do have more stigma attached to being divorced than men. You know, I, I run both a women's group and a men's group, and I definitely see many women are shunned. When they announce their divorce, they lose friends. And I think there's, there's numerous reasons for that. I think A, to, like you said, for some good girls that have that picture in their head, it, to some women, it's kind of a mirror that, uh oh, my relationship isn't perfect. And, you know, that it shows like a fracture in their own relationship. So they distance themselves from the divorced woman. Or there's just like the social, History of you know the divorced floozy you know that that we have like that there's some you know from old movies and things like that that still kind right of right she's going to be desperate have...
0: or unhappy and all these ideas <laughs> like yeah it's
1: yes yes I've had I've had women come to me and say you know I've had friends later come to me who then later got divorced and apologized to me for the way they you know treated oh, me because wow. it's exactly what you're saying Joy that some people are just It's not they don't want their own image of the good girl, the perfect marriage, the white ticket fence destroyed. So they're going to just ignore it. You know, I'll just go away and I won't I'll pretend it's not real. Right. So.
0: Well, and I think that part of the good girl psychology is that you need a man to be complete. It can get us into relationships that aren't really good for us, you know, because we're so it's like a desperation.
1: Yes. And I think so many good girls haven't tuned into their own intuition and haven't tuned into their own needs and wants and desires. And they get into a relationship and they see the red flags, but they dismiss them or they minimize them. Right, because
0: they've got to get the ring on, they've got to get the house, they've got to get the child. I mean, especially when the woman wants the child, she's got to get the, Mm -hmm. you know, she's got to, and so like you said, she overlooks the red flags and going against good girl code is death-defying. It's, it truly is because you're going against so much enculturation of what makes you happy. like What is a good life? What does a good life consist of? And for the good girl and for, you know, you follow in line, you, you know, you do what everyone else does. You get married, you have kids. And so when you don't do that and oh my gosh. So I understand like even the divorce or even not marry any, right? I think it's a mm-hmm. lot of shame for all mm-hmm. of this, you know, and. But the truth is, it's all just a big giant lie. I guess that's what I wanted to get to. It's all like this big story making, like, you're happy if you do this. Yeah.
1: No, and I think, I think you're, I think you're right, Joy. I, so many women stay in relationships for that exact reason that you're talking about because of the stigma of like, oh my god, I'll be that divorced single mom, you know, and then they get out of it and they go, oh, my God, this is great. (laughs) Yeah, what was I I thinking? Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, like it's taking that leap again. Like you said, going against the social constructs of like what what life should be for a woman. Women should be married and have kids because they're very afraid of divorce, you know, and then they realize oh my gosh, life is so much better without a a toxic relationship and I'd rather be having the stigma of divorce and being happy than fitting into your box and being in an unhappy marriage.
0: And I can honestly Mm -hmm. say that until you can be happy on your own, you really may be bringing those almost desperate qualities to a relationship or expecting the other person to fulfill certain things. And as we have these good girl images of how life should be and what you know, the role we should be playing, and you know, we can be scared to be single for a while, or we can be scared to be get di- divorced, or we can be because then we have to face things and we have to face uncomfortable feelings.
1: I always say, on the other side of fear it's freedom, on the mm. other side of pain, on the other side of pain is peace. So, if you can, you know, walk through that pain, you'll find your peace. If you can walk through that fear, you'll find that freedom that you're looking for and you're right relationships don't resolve that i think i think we throw around the term toxic relationship a lot and and it's become this you know this thing in and of itself and so we there can be two really good people and the relationship itself may bring out qualities in each of the individuals that become unhealthy so if, you know I think all of us have been in a toxic relationship to some extent at some point or another.
0: Absolutely, and, right, right.
1: And so I, you know I, yeah I think that toxic relationship term gets thrown a lot and it doesn't it's not a like oh the other person was bad and abused us necessarily it's just that the dynamics within the relationship may have caused us to to behave or act in ways that maybe were unhealthy and brought out some unhealthy habits in us. And, you yeah, know,
0: no, no one, no one should betray themselves in a relationship, mm-hmm. right?
1: And yes. it's always,
0: a, da- it's always a, a, a dance between taking care of and nurturing the needs of the other person and, and also focusing on your needs and what's true and true for you.
1: It's, it's exactly what you're saying about, you know, and, and how I work with my clients is to help them become fully themselves and heal their childhood wounds. Because often what we're doing, like you said, that fixer wound or that fixer part of you that wanted to fix, it often shows up, you know, from our childhood. And so for, for me, I help my clients to, to, that they can choose partners from that grown up healthy place, not from that wounded child that's looking right. for validation. Like I was, I was looking for, right. you know, constant validation versus a partner who, who can be himself. And and not have to constantly reassure me, you know. Again, I would I probably would have drawn in the fixer guy, you know. That's there to rescue me, you know, to to make me feel good about myself. Right. And and so he gets rewarded by like, oh look at this, I'm I'm helping her feel her good about their, herself. Girl, that's a coach's job, right? Like that's that's just for your clients, not so great for your partner, right? Like you want to make sure exactly. they're their whole self, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you
0: don't want to pick people who um, you're fixing and you're healing. Mm-hmm. You don't need a patient or a coaching client as your partner. So ladies, if you're listening, men, if you're listening, that's not the kind of partner you're looking for. Someone who you mm-hmm. need to, you know, build up, you know, every crumb of their self-esteem. And it's just it's they have to do that work first. Well, Terry, I just love all this conversation about how the good girl and the sneaky patterns, and you can see how it's, it's kind of endless. You know, it's like, yeah. wow, there's yeah. a lot of patterns that show up in relationships, and we need to be aware, and we need to empower ourselves. So, And to, and to also know that it's okay to be single. It's okay to get a divorce. It isn't the end of the world. You're going to survive, and you're going to realize, hey, maybe I do need some time alone to sort out myself to look at my patterns what part did i play and i'm going to plug my book here for crack your good girl code it'll help you see your patterns so you can own your power your worth
1: mm-hmm.
0: and create that life that you really really want you know so terry tell people yeah. um you have a website you can check out your work
1: you can go to choosing to rise.com and you know they sign up on my list and you'll get a free book, seven tips for surviving divorce. And we've got some Uh-oh. workshops coming up and, you know, again, healing from toxic relationships coming up and how to heal from divorce. And you can get more information on how to, how to, you know, get to know me and get support through, you know, divorce and those types of things. I'm glad to be wow. on this today, Joy. This was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I just think that this is an area where we need a, uh, this unique kind of help, because it is, it's like I said, it's a death-defying act get off, you know, to <laughs> get off of the good girl track there. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, and to have someone there uh, like you that's, you know, holding their hand and, you know, you're going to get through this and you're going to be okay and maybe even be better than you think. Just what, what a gift. That you're giving people and empowering people to, uh, as you say, you know, get on to the next uh, chapter of their life confidently.
1: Yes, yes. Right? And like you said, if you know, if you have to give up, you know, any percentage of yourself to be mm. half of a relationship, mm. it's not worth it. And and you know, you're right. Sometimes the darkest, worst times in our life can actually put us on the path to being our transforming into the best version of ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Good girl Mm -hmm. to goddess. I love that. Good girl to goddess.
0: Absolutely. And it's all about seeing those sneaky, silent, subtle, sabotaging patterns that are playing out and taking responsibility for them fully instead of mm-hmm. blaming the other blaming the other person. It's a dynamic, mm-hmm. it's a pattern. And once you start to see those patterns you can break on through to the other side. Thanks Terry. This has been great relationship empowerment. Check out Terry Vanover at Choosing to Rise. All for now everyone. Take care.